0: Yo everyone, welcome Oh, that is that is Josh. Interrupt Josh oh, hey. is interrupting <laughs> d- interrupting my introduction every I love week doing now it. And, uh, every time. <laughs> it's Sometimes he's complaining about like when the clap or I'm complaining about the clapping or we are, we are though, we are murderers. We are part of the Slash and Cast podcast podcast network. I can't fucking talk. Slash
1: and Cast.
0: And we have brought in a special guest tonight. My buddy, totemly drunk. Um, I'm just going to call him totem all night because it's easier and too many like vowels and (laughs) consonants in the row in the Mm. middle. Um you know, up,
2: I'm I'm doing great. Uh, just coming off of watching the creep show finale last night, followed by pondy pool. So you know, I'm I'm ready and rearing to go. Like, let's do this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm two episodes behind. I think I haven't watched the last two creep shows yet. I need to get down to it. Um, I got my my one, the day after my first COVID shot, or two days after my first COVID shot, it fucked me up, and I like I binge watched the first. Two seasons, like what was available at the time, and so like yeah, it's uh, were they was the last, the last one, one was
2: basically an individual segment dealing with oh uh, VR elements and getting like transported into a movie. It was it was pretty meta.
1: Nice, like the last action. Hero? <laughs> a, a little
2: bit, yeah. I guess you could put it that way.
0: It sounds a lot like a like something from Black Mirror too.
1: I well, don't... the whole creep show, like any. Shows kinda like that. It, it always reminds you of a different show like Black Mirror, especially. Like yeah. it's in the horror genre.
0: Yeah. I was uh I was telling Josh last week about the uh about the uh Evil mm-hmm. Dead episode with that look like, at the Necronomicon and, and, and the generic Bob Ross and shit like that. That Again, that show is fucking awesome if you haven't uh, seen it. So, yeah. So I know Totem from uh, – from. I met him at uh, – we met at BlizzCon in 2019 when I was still doing a Hearthstone podcast, and Totem was doing – I think you were only done, like, two Blizzard podcasts at that point. I, mean, I don't know if it was as many as you got <laughs> up to, but um, <laughs> Totem podcasts more than most people that I know, and I know a lot of podcasters. I think maybe the only person I know that – podcasts more than him is ridiculous Mm -hmm. hat and I I don't even know I I mean it's definitely
2: (laughs) that used to be like that like at one point I had like six podcasts going at once
0: (laughs) yeah man how you find that many people dedicated uh, like on a weekly basis I I've at points been that I think I may have hit three at one point at one time and that was a lot it was like hard to do but yeah and streaming and you
1: know like everything else like it's a lot right I have two kids so I've whittled it down to the, the, the essentials and <laughs> this is all I can fit into my week now.
0: Yeah, it's funny because when the the weekend I met Totome, was like I remember him sneaking off to go see uh Oh uh, yeah, Doctor it was fun- it was an early stay, premiere like and eat- I, I
2: I took Vashti with yeah. me. I was like, Hey, we're ditching your yeah. hubby and you and I are going on a date night and we're gonna catch the early premiere of Doctor Sleep. You know, we'll just tell him, you know. Go drink and fuck it, do whatever, right? And then you and I are just gonna hit town. And it uh, yeah. was it was a good night.
0: Yeah, that movie. I I was I was giving people shit about recently because I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't know if I would actually consider Doctor Sleep a horror movie. Like, I feel like it's like kind of a thriller for a lot of that movie. It was it, it,
1: a studio movie, and I felt yeah. the exact moment when the studio busted in on the the creatives and went you're not doing enough stupid shit and spend more money and blah. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like the movie up to the three quarter mark had like a consistent flow and feel to the movie. And then all of a sudden it was just like, blah at the end. And I was like, what the fuck? This isn't what it should. No, come on. And then I was disappointed.
0: I, I do enjoy that movie a lot, but it's, it's weird. Is that Mike Flanagan? Is that another Mike Flanagan piece? Or am I thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Mike Flanagan, man, who is—it's funny because like the guy only gets credit now for uh, he gets. I mean, the, he gets all the attention for the the Haunting series, right? Yeah. Um, on Netflix, right? So it's it's weird seeing where he gets attention and whatnot. So Totem, I know you are talking about the when we first met, you you were going to see that, uh, but you had you you had a brief running uh, horror podcast yourself, right? So I, that mm-hmm. means I. It was like why I was like, I got to, I want to, you chimed in when I said I was watching this and you were like, I'm like, man, I got to ask him to do something because I like pulling in people that are outside of like our podcast network or whatever. But, um, what's, what's your backstory with horror? You've been into horror? Basically my
2: entire life. Um, you know, I'm trying to remember like my, (laughs) my earliest horror, um, like, movie that I saw, you know, it was probably something that I was watching in passing. Like, it was one of the Exorcist sequels that was, like, probably airing on, like, USA Network Uh at the time, and I was just so, so Uh captivated with it. Uh, But, like, theater-wise, like, the first horror movie I actually saw was Scream 2, and obviously I scream at just being a love letter to slashers and just what it did to the genre Mm -hmm. revitalizing it um that that's always it's always gonna hold a special place in my heart so i definitely rate that pretty pretty Mm -hmm. high um but you know it's like every every week you know i get together with you know people i've met online we stream a double feature and that's been going on for like five years at this point uh but you know it's it's just my go to genre of choice. You grind house every, every week? Every Tuesday. That's fucking dope. Damn.
0: You do that in your Discord Uh is that We what you use did?
2: Cast, which is. Uh, we used to do like Rabbit, uh, which was like a screen sharing type service that unfortunately it went under. Uh, cast is another alternative to that, uh-huh. and we've been using that. So, you know, you basically, um, you know, one person hosts the screen share, and, uh, you know, there's like yeah. a a chat, you know, you can have mics on if you want, but we don't do that obviously. Cause you know, we don't want to be like actually like talking yeah. verbally during the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. It's a, uh, it's, it's so funny because I feel like it, the, doing this and being on the podcast network that we're on and all this stuff, we meet all these people. Then it's just like, it's the same story. It's like people like Josh and myself and you, they're just like, it's like horror movies as far back as you can remember. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I always talk about watching horror movies as, like, like so little that I don't remember like, you know
1: what, what I, they were. I think, honestly, Terminator 2 was, like, one of the first, like, movies that scared the shit out of me when I watched it young. And then I wanted to watch more scary movies after that. I think that was, like, my introduction into R-rated movies was Terminator 2. And yeah. then I went back and watched the first one and was like, holy crap, this is, like, not, like, the second one at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's... I, I was telling Josh before you got on Totem, I was watching, I was, uh, oh no, I, then I told you, we were, I was arguing <laughs> with my Twitch chat about whether, t- whether Terminator is a slasher movie tonight, and they were all saying no, and I'm like, like, I know you guys are d- partially just trolling me, but like, I, there's a distinct part part of you that, we're, and I'm like, whatever, I don't care, but I'm like, you're wrong, it's a slasher, so I, was, I don't know, I, I, I just feel like it matches up with like, I feel like Terminator, you can really compare to, Fucking Halloween, like, is a good one to compare it to. Like, it's kind of the same kind of beats of like unstoppable person doing what he's doing, and and they're like, but no, but then, but the other ones are like that too. I'm like, but no, the other ones are. I I think that this other it's ones a franchise are now, right? Like, yeah. they treat it well, and as a
1: franchise.
0: Yeah, and I compare them more to like, they're like it's a monster versus mm. monster. It's. Godzilla versus Kong, right? You have these two unstoppable things fighting each other, and it's not just pure horror at that point. It's you
1: like... you switch the the beat of that new movie and show the carnage for an hour and a half, just one footstep, and the carnage and all the repercussions of that one footstep. It is the yeah. most dramatic, most sad movie you could ever make, and like they just choose to, like how many people died in that movie? But you don't. You only see like a, a blink. Of like yeah. the humanity that is just being destroyed. But if you put a magnifying glass on that, it is like hard R rated movie
2: for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Totem, what is what is your favorite horror movie of all time? I'm curious. Ooh,
2: I mean, I definitely have a go to answer that's pretty streamlined. I mean, across the community uh, and you know, I I still consider the thing to be the best horror movie ever made.
0: Yeah, it's. I've been to the point where I've been saying for a while now it's Alien, but I I I've been having this lately, especially the last like six months or so, like going. But is it really the thing? Like the thing is the one that always shouts up, and I can sit there and I like I finally bought a Blu-ray <sighs> copy of it last year, and I I think I watched it like three times in like a week or something. It was like some insane amount of like rewatching of it, and I'm just like, this movie is so incredibly perfect and it's, it's i just
1: love when the stomach co- and then opens up and in his head like it's just so good yeah honestly for me it's rewatchability as mm-hmm. well like i haven't watched yeah. that enough and for me in the it's all about timing too like when you said scream that whole series it, it it is the reason why i am obsessed with slasher films for sure but army of darkness was that movie that i just i put on at one point uh the vhs got like worn out because i put it on every single night before i went to bed with my little tv in my room i would put it on and like quote it to fall asleep and army darkness is (laughs) like and ash in Mm -hmm. general is like too good
0: yeah it's josh and i constantly talk about practical effects here it's why we like the go back to psycho gorman which we were Mm -hmm. talking about before before the stream uh did you see void, uh, Jack which... Brooks'
1: Monster Slayer? That's another Canadian fucking like, amazing practical effects movie that has uh, Robert Englund in it as well. I haven't seen
0: that one. It's on the list. Where it, you know what? It always reminded me of and probably why I never watched it. I, I always like looked at the cover of that movie and I was like, this looks like a generic... Uh, it's not at all versus evil i know but the the cover is what it reminds me of it's a very
2: smart movie the poster is very very busy there's a lot going on in there to digest they tried
1: to make it like a a marvel movie of horror for the poster when it really didn't need to do that if the poster was different i think it would have had a bigger audience because they made him look too much like the superhero of horror or something right
0: yeah it's it's funny because like I, I don't know about you guys, but, like, with horror movies, it, there's the same kind of thing where a bad poster can kind of throw you off for a movie, and it's, like, Josh has been, I don't uh, you could go look at our Murder Moose podcast, like, thing where he's been tagging them, but he's been doing, he doesn't do it all the time, but if he gets inspired, he makes new posters from these movies, and he's done some pretty cool stuff, and including for Willie's Wonderland, which he wasn't a big fan of, but, like, he, he made a really cool, like, poster for it, so it's, like, that that, like, first, like, it's the whole, like, you can't judge a book by a cover, but, like, th- you might not pick it up and read it because of that cover. I, like, you know, so it's... Yeah, but Pontypool it's...
1: has nothing but good posters for it anyway. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I just... And the color grading of... I don't know. Like, I, I, There's so much to adore about this movie, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we are talking about Pontypool today, uh, which is... Josh, you want to read the summary real quick? boop
1: Pontypool a radio host interprets a, the possible outbreak of a deadly virus which infects the small ontario town he is stationed in man see like but this again i've said this so many times on the show showing less and letting your yeah. your mind do what it does like this is obviously again due to budget constraints because that we always do uh, indie movies but they chose the right way to film and what to show, what not to show. And the fact that he's a radio host, it just, it hinges Man. so well on his like amazing voice. And, uh, I, I can't, I'm going to gush like a <laughs> motherfucker on this show. So <laughs> have at yeah. it, guy.
0: It's so I, I was like this, this movie kind of feels like to me, like they were like, we want to make a zombie movie. And then they were like, you know, what was really horrifying mm-hmm. War of the world's like, but not the, the reading of it it's it's that whole thing where you're you're completely just it's that words and that like the creepiest parts of this whole movie are probably when they the their, chopper guy yeah. their chopper guy is like on the phone with them and you're the shit you're hearing you're like
1: oh i know i lean in further and like closer and closer to the screen every time it's like oh it's so intriguing yeah
0: so totem what is your uh like are you a big zombie man or do you like zombie movies or you know, i know zombie films can be pretty decisive i feel like in the community like a lot of people got tired of them in the 2000s because of the
2: Walking I mean they kind of and stuff um, kinda d- d- yeah i, did it I me, wouldn't man. i i do think like that subgenre is pretty saturated at this point and the walking dead definitely yeah. was a huge catalyst towards that um especially when you just compare, like, the deviations it had from the actual comic series as a whole. Um, but, yeah. you know, like, I, I wouldn't say that I, I'm sick of zombie movies. I think we just kind of got into that trend where after, like, 28 Days Later it came out, you know, you kind of had, like, that one movie that kind of sparked a bunch of changes in the directions that, you know, all these zombie horror movies were taking, yeah. where all of a sudden, like, now we've kind of gone to, like, that horde mentality, or now we only have fast runners, or you know, you you yeah. fast forward it drew a line. yeah, you like fast forward to like World War Z, which i I did not like at all. I didn't like the idea where you had like all these like towering like hordes of zombies. I didn't like the copy paste. <laughs> like it just it felt so <laughs> yeah. weird to me because you're you're yeah. used to like that slow and methodical that you were introduced like back with Night of the Living Dead, which by the way, the creep yep. show finale plays into Night of the Living Dead heavily. In some parts, which is great. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'm gonna. I gotta watch. I it's on my list. But yeah, for oh, for, for me, question. it's
2: just you know we we've seen so many different uh, ways that directions have been taken for zombies. And then when Pawnee Pool came out, Pawnee Pool went with the whole okay, we're less is more in this case. You know, they shot this movie, and I, I want to say it was like a church basement. You know, the it's a one set in type yeah. movie. And you know, yeah. at, at its core, you know, you you look at the way that transmission happens with the virus, and it is unlike anything you have seen in any other zombie movie. And I know there's there's yeah. parts in the movie when you know they're trying to describe like what Ken is seeing as like all this riding is happening, and they they ref- they restrained from using the word zombie. Zombie. the entire yeah, time which is great like it's not that they don't know what yeah. a zombie is it's just the fact that they're, they're still trying to fully grasp what is actually handed and uh happening and unfolding before their very eyes but at its core this movie is really about whether or not you can talk yourself out of a situation or to solve a problem because words in this case yeah. literally It it not only affects you, but doomed Pawnee Fool as a whole, and potentially the world, which we'll get into, which is just such a crazy thing. But, you know, this is a movie that transcends an idea of, you know, we don't really have to show a lot. You know, we're going to play with your imagination. Because a lot of times, you know, if, you know, I, I love Splatterhouse movies, like... You know, I I yeah. love the you know Tokyo Gore Police and all those movies uh, in Asia, which are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's like anime essentially, just blood everywhere. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we we just did verses, which is a uh, yes, that's, that's very, also very, in line. You know, like over the top, like yeah, anime. Yeah, you know. but I
2: you know you don't always have to show everything to let your mind wander because the less you see, the worse it is in your head. Yeah, and this movie does that to an absolute T.
1: Honestly, yeah, I... I think this was the first uh, movie I saw at a, at Calgary Underground Film Festival ever. It was the first time I ever attended the festival, and it was the first movie I saw. And they were both in attendance as well. So, like, to start my like kind of festival goingness of with this picture, yeah. and it just like blew me away. I was like the words are infecting people and it's and yeah. this was so good i was just like i was everyone was applauding and like i, I i've carried that love for cinema now like that that was my introduction to, yeah i don't know i just i love it too much it's, man
0: it's one of those things i feel like when you get into something like this and you go to like a screening or something like i haven't been to too many screenings that like non like i i was going for a while like when they would offer them in denver and it's been a while. But then I started going to Alma Draft House, and I didn't want to go to any other theater. But so I went and saw a movie called *Martha*, *Marcy*, *May*, mm-hmm. *Marlene*, yeah. which was one of the first movies that I saw with Elizabeth Olsen. And her and the director showed up afterwards and did a questionnaire. Nice, and that like that you have that stays like, with thing. you. yeah. And it stays with you, and it leaves a, a lasting thing. Especially that movie's real intense. I mean, it is real intense. It's a pretty like. There's like four actors really that are in it most of the movie. It's like Elizabeth her sister in the movie and like her the sister's husband and the cult leader. And you do so much with that little and you show so much trauma. But it just shows you that like the that movie being what it was and then those people coming in afterwards, you have that kind of effect where it's like you you kind of feel like special like that you were in something like that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. that and you get to talk to them and interview them or not even interview ask them questions, but it leaves that effect on you, man. So it's, it makes sense. And I, I, I've, I've said it w- so many times on this podcast, but yeah, the movies that have scared me personally more than anything, my entire life. And I've seen a lot of horror movies are Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, both movies that don't show shit. The entire movie, like you, mm-hmm. you, you have,
1: it's you just, just the tension build is yeah. so good in those movies as well. Yep. But the I, I love uh, the part where uh, he like pulls back and he's just trying to understand everything that's going on. He's like, are people yeah. fucking with mm-hmm. me? Like it you could all just be having this elaborate, like because of the way it unfolds and the, then the yeah. weird Brown face kids walk in and they have to do this sing along song <laughs> thing, which was like that. <laughs> he brought it up on I... discord. He's like, what the hell's with Brown face? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I I haven't watched this movie in a few years, and then when I popped it back in, I'm like, "Oh no, what are you <laughs> yeah, doing?" There's,
0: there's a scene where these people come in, and they're all dressed up like they're like an Arabic garb, and they're singing this weird song, and they're all like have their face painted brown. And I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, ooh, that's a little uncomfortable." <laughs> but but yeah, she gets smashed into it, a wall, so all yeah. is good. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: which is. It's man, it's so funny how like like this set they set up this guy as this broken human being who like who is obviously this radio jock who's been he's obviously been fired from some big city or something like that right for being like too outrageous yeah and he's he he's going into work like. You know, like these guys drinking are so the weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just drinking at like six o'clock in the morning, but like he has this weird encounter with this woman on the way there, and it's like it's kind of the first inkling of what's gonna happen in this movie. But like this guy comes in and he has all he has is disdain for like his like program manager and his assistant because he I he have I feel like he, this guy has it like. I'm why am I in this shithole of a town after whatever is happening? And it's another thing that I really enjoy is because it, it lets you kind of like put the story in for yourself. Right. Because it doesn't go into details about why he's here. It just kind of goes and like, you see, you're talking about the one set scene mm-hmm. totem. Like it's, yeah, I think a church is a, a church is a probably well, like an old abandoned church or something.
1: I also um, like how they, uh, when it starts to unravel and people start to die Uh, how they add more characters into the movie he's like this person uh so and so years old killed this person and it just shows the people in front of their farmhouse or in front of the store that they work in and stuff and it's just like all in black and white but it was a really like low budget amazing way to like show us the audience who these people actually are because we're hearing what they've done now and you're putting a picture to the the story and i thought that was like just Again, another elegant way to stay within budget.
0: Yeah, it's when you have a movie this small and like with this little of a budget, you just do whatever you can to like you know pull like just merge people in the in the world. Uh, it it's I was thinking about it, and it was funny because after I first watched it, I was like, I hate this doctor character. I got mad about the doctor character. Because like this whole series of events that happen, and it starts at this clinic and this weird motherfucker, like what three quarters of the way, like two thirds of the way through the movie just pops in through their window and like, like halfway through the movie, whatever it is. And he's like, like observing it. And it's the guy from the beginning, like where they like, with this whole, yeah, yeah, it started. And he's like, it's weird how he's commenting on, on the, the whole incident. Right. And like how he, he seems like he knows shit. And then, I was like, "Why is this guy no shit but not show?" And, then, and, then, and like, so I like I got mad about it because I'm like, "This character is weird." And then I've been thinking about it as we've been talking. The guy is really it's like the most the shadiest motherfucker in the world because he's sitting there going, "It." it this guy had to have been the reason this started, right? Like, whatever. He knows way is. too much. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, "Oh, this bastard, this motherfucker right here." <laughs> and then he then he just leaves out the window like like 20 minutes later he's like in the studio with them in like for 20 minutes and just like I mean you're missing out.
2: the the key detail there is just the fact that as he's observing what is happening to the assistant it's like uh pull up a chair and eat some popcorn moments He's, is like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all yeah. of this I'm sorry to be so all arrogant. of this ends the same way but yeah. like I let let's let's see what's happening anyway when
1: she yeah. vomits out her guts and he's just like Oh, man, that is that is amazing. Oh, I'm sorry to be so... <laughs> I'm like... Didn't
0: he say did he, he says something like, I didn't know that could happen or something like that? Like, you go, oh, this motherfucker is completely 100%, you know, on top of it. Also, I feel like there's no military in Canada that could handle <laughs> this. Like, there's like... <laughs> s- like the Canadian yeah, army has like
1: where's three Jeeps. Pool? They're in Ontario, and Ontario is very close to like New York and all that stuff. So there's got to be enough like... We do have allies with America, so if something like crazy fuck. like this happened, like America would definitely uh be knocking on our door yeah. real quick.
0: Yeah. Well, now that the question I have, who recorded the very beginning like towards the beginning of the movie, this fucking French Canadian warning goes out over the like the French Canadian warning goes out over the radio. Who the fuck recorded that? So it had to have been somebody at this fucking clinic or something right like there. Like because these guys had to have known what was happening and why it was happening and that it was only in English. Like, I think the biggest thing with this movie is if you think too much about the whole thought process of what is happening, it I, it's like the thing where you're like, either it's going to lose you. You're gonna like, Oh, this is stupid. Or it's going to be like, it's that idea of beliefs and like thought processes that can be like, you know, deadly. Right? Like, I think you could use this movie as a, Not as a zombie movie, but as, a like, I wish you can use...
1: uh... I wish it was more well-known, because, like, catfish is now in the urban dictionary as, like, a thing that people widely know as, oh, yeah, you got catfished. But I've done this to myself, where I've explained it to friends that also know about Pontypool, where it's like, oh, I said that word too much, and it fucking lost all (laughs) meaning. Oh, you Mm Pontypooled yourself. And, like, oh, yeah, they totally understood what I was coming at. Like, if this was more widely known... I think it could be a thing that was put into, like, the Urban Dictionary like that.
2: Right, well, I, I think the what best thing it? to do is just, you know, let's, let's discuss how the virus in itself is completely different than what we're used to seeing in this genre, right? So this virus yeah. isn't physical by any stretch of the imagination. Normally there's um, yeah. kind of like a single strand of genetic information out there that's encased into, like, a protein capsule that's, you know, transmitted through a bite or, you know, blood realistically or or water, or, right? or so you know like maybe water, someone poisoned a yeah, like water hole who knows yeah. maybe the crops are bad and they didn't sacrifice enough you know goats or whatever but <laughs> in in, in virgins the virus is non-genetic information right that is transmitted within yep. sound waves so already you know this ties in perfectly with the type of setting that that they're going for because it is radio it's all spoken and yep. you know re regardless of that, of how the virus is transmitted and manifested, the end result is the same. And that's what we learned from Dr. John Mendez towards, you know, the third act of the movie after he climbs in through the, the window to escape yeah. the horde that's outside. Uh, but, yeah. you know, they're all talking about that basically. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's one of the big things is that with this virus, basically, there are three stages to it. You know, initially stage 1 you start to repeat a word and it it just something gets stuck yep. and you keep repeating it over and over again. The second part is when yeah. you go into like that seeking mode or searching where your language becomes so scrambled that you can't express yourself properly. And then that leads yep. into stage 3, which is when people are so distraught that the only way for them to like just get through things is for them to try and basically chew their way through other people. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's such a weird kind of yeah. setup, but it works. But they're
1: also turned into like a mockingbird. Like I love the scene where the, uh, what's her name? Laurel Ann starts mimicking the, the teapot. The, like that. Yeah. Was really creepy and like super well done.
0: It's yeah. The, the zombies, the, 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 whatever you mean, they don't call them zombies, right? But we're calling them zombies. They, uh, they all, the doctor talks about how they lock on to, like, sound, right? Like, they like that's how they home in to, mm-hmm. to people, right? Like, they don't... they Like, the one assistant who gets... She's, like, really... I mean, you see infected people throughout the... Not throughout the movie, but towards the second half of the movie, you see some. But the the assistant who gets infected first in the, the office is really you're kind of, like... You get to explore the whole process, right? You go from her not being infected... To being like you know, slamming her head against the uh, fucking bulletproof like you know, those sound like sound glass, real thick, yes, yeah. yeah, sound glass, and you go, man, this is uh, it's so like unexpected and out of nowhere because it's it's like this, I mean you're no- middle of nowhere town, t- t- fuck town in Canada, right, and then apparently you get to the go doctor through-
1: was in possessor, was he? I guess so. I just, I I'm looking at him up right now and he was in Possessor.
2: Did, have you seen Possessor? That is a very trippy movie. um The I, oh, I, I yeah. think we, we... the astral plane aspect of that movie is probably the thing that really caught me by surprise, <laughs> which I yeah. just wasn't expecting. But yeah, that's on, I think that's streaming on Hulu yeah. uh right now, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I, we watched it. Yeah, I think that's where I watched it was Hulu. Um, I I think that that this is the kind of movie that like modern even like this is a fifteen year old movie at this point mm-hmm. it's two thousand six right two thousand eight um, yeah two thousand eight so it's almost fifteen years it's it's the kind of kind of thing that like does something distinct like and that's like a real important thing in zombies we we talked about the 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 over saturation in the market of after like Walking Dead I think a lot of it even goes back to Shaun of the Dead I think Shaun of the Dead had a, a big part of what happened with zombie movies right um but the the that just distinction you're talking about totem it's like that is so important to give you that myth give you that kind of interesting concept in this that doesn't you so you don't automatically go oh great it's more That's zombies gonna I bite I people loved yeah.
1: this movie like beyond like i've been obsessed with zombie movies like i honestly can't even tell you what or why but it's just always been a thing since i can honestly remember so the the when i saw this and it was the words that were infecting people i i held on to that so hard because yeah like you said it's usually the cliched thing right and there's no movie that stands up to this for originality for how the infected are infected
0: yeah i mean Tony, you pointed out it's that that when you have to sit there and think about like like the concept is like so like it's kind of like I feel like this movie is probably something that watch I, like this is my first sitting you guys have both seen it multiple times now and so like just sitting there watching for the first time I'm I like I feel like the absorption of like the 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 very like kind of unique concept is probably easier the second or third time you watch this movie because it's
2: like it's so unique mm-hmm. and out there right yeah yeah, I think so, at, at this oh, point, I kind of put pool in kind of like that ear porn-like type subgenre, Because, like, I, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, we're doing a podcast right now. So for something to be yep. kind of just stationed around, like, a shock truck, you know, it was just so different compared <laughs> yeah. to what we're used to seeing. And, like, yeah. as you said prior, you're kind of, like, dating back to, like, War of the Worlds with the radio broadcasts and what, what i really yeah. liked about this too wasn't just the way that they went about doing the virus but knowing that not everything triggered using the same word now you know at the start yeah. of the movie you know you saw a lot of the you know lost cat posters that had um mm-hmm. you know honey lost <laughs> and you know had like number and everything uh if anyone had found it and a lot yeah. of the trigger words within the movie kind of were revolving around things that had to deal with love so you know, we're talking, sweetie, lovely, cutie, yep. precious, honey. A lot of you know things that were were common. Like you know, they uh, the one assistant like talked to her kids at some point during a movie, and you know she kept saying, "sweetie," over yep. and over again. I'm like, "Oh, you're infected now. Yep. You don't know it yet, but you're you're yep. you're going to be." And it kind of evolves into yeah. this thing where you know they're trying to get the person who is infected just completely lose the meaning of the word in itself. So they're trying to not necessarily like do opposites of what that word is, but trying to use that word for something else to, to quote cure them, which works to an extent. (laughs) This is, this is not one of those movies that has uh, a good ending. I, and by good, I mean a happy I ending. Think that's why I love it again. <laughs> it's it's so definitely cool. it's yeah. definitely a downer in it in its own right, but you know this this is definitely like a stage play. You know this movie yeah. fully embodies what I like to call the kiss me- method, which is the keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you don't have to yeah, do that it's... much to really draw someone in. And
0: yeah, oh, go ahead. well that's. No, I say it's one of the things we love about these little movies we talk about on a regular basis here. It's the the ones that that get the, the they know what they have, the tools they have access to. So you're not trying to do you're not trying to make like, dinosaur, T. Rex, CGI effects with a ten thousand dollar budget. You're you're doing something that fits within what you can do and keep it simple, stupid. Is perfect example of what this is like what you're talking about. It's you're keeping what you can do in these limits and just going we're going to do this as well as we can within these limits we're going to set for ourselves because we know that we can kick ass in a movie and not try to overextend mm-hmm. ourselves, right?
1: I feel uh the director said something like, "Man, I just he was so surprised that this movie transcended so much or whatever because he he was like, I don't even know if I at the time thought cause I was doing so many TV shows, I was directing like nothing but TV shows and I hadn't done a movie in a while. So this was like, I, I needed to do, I just did something more simple and the kiss worked huge for this movie. Like if it was done any other way, I don't think it would have worked for the like subject matter that it had. Like if you started showing outside and what was happening and stuff, I I don't think it would have like, I, like uh, Rod and I always say like, if you're not showing something, but it's, if it's t- talked about way better than I'm talking right now, it's gonna just yeah. sit with you and like sc- it scared me so much more. Him in the silo, and he's like, "Oh, that's so and so's son," and he's got he- he's missing his hands. And in my head, I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" And it's like super gnarly in my yeah. head. And he's laying over there, yeah. but like he's painting this picture, and I'm like, "Oh, this is really terrifying." In what I'm mm-hmm. seeing in my yeah. head,
2: and yeah, it's also kind of like that soft-spoken oh. nature. Of hearing everything from another source too, because it makes you it makes you want to yeah. like lean in and get closer, even though you're not actually like seeing anything like on screen. I would, you <laughs> yeah. know, you're like I don't, yeah. I don't know what you're doing at that point, but yeah. you're just like oh man, like what's what's seeing? You know, when he talk, he's talking about like how his what's how his arms are basically stubs, and that and there's like this this little voice that he's hearing from like this 14 year old boy or whatever, and it's just like it doesn't. But match. I also
1: love at the same time. The, the horrific uh story is being told but then at the same time he's hearing from his assistant like are you gonna let this go on the air like he's describing like a complete like we can't have this on the air and he's got that yeah. like thing he's like i have this is amazing radio like the people need to hear this yeah. and no she says
0: she goes we can't have someone die live on the radio yeah because it's like that you know it's this middle of nowhere like no budget radio station right um so it, it it's the it's the voices, right? Like, what? Why do people get on radio? Because they have those. You hear the term "radio voice," right? You also ter- You hear the the uh, face for radio, like Josh. Josh has a face for radio, but that's <laughs> besides the point. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, and so, like, yeah, it's that like the comforting, you know, radio voice. Like, and this guy has obviously been doing this he's a he's probably in his 50s right he's been doing this for a long time it seems like he knows what he's doing but he and has go, that
1: voice yeah. such a good voice
0: yeah and it's funny you know we talked about the doctor and when the doctor comes in he just he's like he comes in and he's like oh i get to do play-by-play of the zombie epidemic
2: yes yeah he was, like, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: he was pumped
0: yeah Totem, we're completely ADHD, so you just go along for the ride.
2: I mean, I kind of half expected it, anyways. With anything you're involved in, so you know, I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to like
1: ease I me think in. That's why Rod and I get along so well because it's like there is no rhyme or reason to our mm-hmm. show whatsoever. We just shoot the shit, and uh, it lasts an hour and twenty minutes sometimes, yeah. and <laughs> sometimes yep. it doesn't. Yep, it does.
0: Uh, like so. Totem, where did you where did you first see this movie? I'm just curious, like, because like Josh mm-hmm. Underground Canadian Film Festivals, like, I I this is one of those movies I have seen. Like, I watch lots of water, uh things on okay. like what culture on YouTube and stuff like that, and other horror lists. I've seen a lot of, and this movie has shown up a lot of times over the years, right? It's been there and like. It pops out as one of those movies that gets suggested a lot, and I just never got around to watching it. So, where did you actually track it okay, down? Okay, so the time?
2: first time I heard about Pawnee Pool was on bloodydisgusting.com. Um, and I, I, okay. I know it was an editorial yeah. piece, I don't know it was about Pawnee Pool specifically, or if they were just doing like underrated gems of you know the genre or whatever. And then yeah. I tracked it down, and at the time it was on Shudder, so that was my first time uh yeah. seeing it, and you know. There, there are definitely movies within the genre that, you know, you go in knowing nothing about. And, you know, I, I remember, like, yep. the headline or just the snippet at the top of Pontypool was just talking about um, the, the way that the virus transmitted in this one was something completely different, straight from yeah. the norm. And to check it out specifically and for that. And shut up or die. And, like, I'm just like, okay, like, yeah. d- you have me hooked already. I don't want to know anything else about it. I'm going to go in knowing just that. And it's, it, it just, it resonated yeah. with me. And I, I just, I love the whole shock shock persona, um, where, you know, we, we know he's kind of like disgrace at this point, you know, he's coming in with his whiskey and his strong yeah. coffee to start the day. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really like that opening question that he had about like, well, when do you know when to call for help after he had that run in with that one woman? Because, yeah. you know, she bangs on his car window, you know, he rolls it down and, Next thing you know, the woman, like, backpedals into the abyss, like, never to be seen again. And you're just yeah. like, what the hell just yeah. happened? And heck? he didn't know what to make of yes. it. And then he's just, all right, you know, it's just, that's the start of my day, I guess. And it just, it sits with him the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But what I what I love about it yeah. is, you know, he's so used to his tendencies of trying to, yeah. like, rile people up. And there was a great quote about this. And I have it written out. And it says, if you piss off enough people, they will eventually become your fans. And that means other people want to listen because those pissed off people tell other people that they knew and get them pissed off. So it's it's engaging an audience and it's growing your audience as a whole. Uh, But at the same time, too, like he's kind of his own undoing. (laughs) Because, you know, there are multiple points where they have that discussion of should we even be talking and then they're like you know prob- yep. probably not and then you know they start writing down in like the notebook or whatever uh <laughs> i love when it yeah.
1: switches to the notes too cuz
2: yep
0: it's they it's funny cuz it's mm-hmm. the doctor right who says like probably not and it's like then they uh the the one producer lady starts talking to him in french and he's like the doctor is like arabic right and he's like speaking farsi or I, I don't know what he was speaking. I'm guessing it was Farsi or Indian or something, and and it was uh, and he the 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 shock jock like barely knows any French. Like right? he he can. It sounds like he can barely put together like yes mm-hmm. no kind of, like the basics of like communication. Like what I would be able to get out of Spanish is at this point is basically what it is doing. And so like it kind of shoots shoots him the foot because. The, the the signal they get like someone hijacks the radio signal fairly early on when it's starting and and busts out this french canadian um uh, like message and it's basically kind of going don't say anything about people you love and like kind of like that and they kind And don't translate kinda, this. Yeah, <laughs> don't translate this. And then they go oh it like his his assistant like the the or not even the the like the intern or whatever she is She's the one who turns. She's the one who gives, like, translates it for him, and then gives it to him and doesn't tell him what it says. At the end, she's just like, "Here you go," and it's like, "And and don't, don't translate." That's the uh, that's the Ron Burgundy
2: effect. You know, you pipe it into him; he's gonna read (laughs) it off
0: word for word. Yep. Uh, was it? Uh, I'm Ron fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> the question so. mark, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, if, he, if you yeah, me? you put in for, if it's it's the radio thing, right? It's that perfect, yeah. Uh, I, I love that comparison, the Ron Burgundy, because it's very what it feels like. You like you would think like a lot of people would like, like glaze over it and go. Uh, or graze over it and go, oh, this. At the last sentence says, don't translate this. Oh shit. Well, yeah, I mean, this is also
2: <laughs> like well after you know. Initially, the producers like you know, no one wants to hear about this. They want to know what schools are closed for the day, and the shock shock is just like, yeah, yeah, who the fuck cares about that? Like, no one cares. Like, we yeah. got a developing story, yeah. and it, this movie kind of like embraces yeah. a whole like 24 hour like news cycle. You know, you you get to see the or hear about from, you know, different accounts, the start of the, quote, outbreak within Pottypool uh, to essentially the bitter end. (laughs) But there's there's a sidetrack moment where they basically get uh, interviewed by CNN who were trying to spin like their own narrative. Right. And that that that, yeah, was BBC. And, you know, they were like, oh, is, is, is it like true that like you know, they're uh, barricading people off or you guys are going into quarantine and anything like that. Even though, like, there's no information on hand and then, you know, BBC kind of, like, turns it around on Pawnee Pool to kind of, like, stage yeah. their own thing. You don't know right. it, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: It's very, like, it seems like they have, like, someone in the military has called the BBC to, like, let them know what's happening just because it's so fucked up. And so the, the BBC people know more than these people in Pontypool because they're like – they don't – all the information they have is from these people who are, like, supposed to be – they're like – what does he say about, like, I don't give a fuck as long as I have a – he doesn't say I don't give a fuck. But he's like, I don't care as long as I have, like, one of these witnesses on the face. Yeah, he's not to, us. <laughs> yeah. and that's a big thing. And uh, By the way, one of my favorite things in this whole movie is they're, they're – they're, what do they call it? The sky and the sky, uh, the sky or the sun, in the sky or whatever the fuck it's called. Their traffic uh, mm-hmm. helicopter. Yeah. Which at some point the producers like. Yeah, he just he finds a hill, a real high hill, and just sits up there all day and makes sound effects with his like whatever. He makes he's like he got like a little sound effect thing in his car that he uses to like make it sound like he's in a helicopter, which is pretty fucking hysterical. It's it's like not it only that,
2: it's, but it's just, just the fact that later on, you know, he's. He's bringing him back into the call, right? And he's directing it back to yep. Ken. And he's trying yep. his best not to lose his shit over breaking the fourth <laughs> wall. Like, he knows he's in a car yeah. and not, like, in an actual yeah. helicopter, but, like, he nearly no, loses he says, <laughs> Oh, no, there's helicopters. I gotta back up. <laughs> and then Ken, you know, breaks the fourth wall anyway. It's just like, dude, you blew your cover. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it's,
0: it's like the thing where it's like, yeah, we're, we're pretty fucked up with this, but, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, let that, that little, that little mystery drop, because it was that. What is it they talk about? She's like, it makes them feel good that he's up in the sky or whatever. Like it makes yeah. a lot of people, a ponny pole feel good that this guy is like above them. And it's, it's crazy anyways, because this whole thing's happening during this fucking crazy, uh, snowstorm. Right. Which by the way, is another sign of Canadian movies as we just did with the Oak room. <laughs> it's yeah, like 100%. crazy Canadian <laughs> snowstorms in a movie. Well, so. it does
1: snow like 10 months out of the year here. So it, you know, it's gotta be in the yeah. movies.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, like, just – I have a – I want to jump up to the the ending in this movie. D- do we know everyone – they're basically getting, like, they got city out? Are they getting, like – Oh, yeah. 100% yeah, like,
1: countdown and right before the credits roll. Yeah.
0: they ca- That's what I – I was making sure because of the again, mm-hmm. first watch. But, yeah, it's very, like, this is what happens at the end
1: of – you know that's my favorite ending, always, right? Like, I, yeah, I, anytime dies. everyone dies at the end, I am one hundred percent satisfied because I know a lot of other people are not gonna so, be satisfied by that ending. I don't know why. I just have this weird, like, that's the best way to end a so movie. So you're a big know.
2: fan of uh, Cabin in the Woods, then?
1: Yes, man. I love that's the end it. of the
2: entire world. <laughs> yep,
0: dude. That I will never the finger... ever. <laughs> I will never ever not like enjoy the 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 two uh, people at the end of that movie who are such mm-hmm. stubborn fucks that they go fuck it we don't care everyone else can die along <laughs> with <laughs> it's the most so like good. like f- literally fuck the world thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen in any
1: like is the most like he drops the mic like full on yeah yeah.
0: yeah. Into Cthulhu's pit of madness <laughs>
1: or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, uh, it's so good. Um, yeah, I it.
0: Yeah, it's dude. That that I. That's another one of those movies I could just throw on and watch probably like a lot. It's like, because of comedic
1: a- aspects, yeah. like Shaun of the Dead, and anytime you bring in comedic aspects and do it really well too, yeah. that's where the rewatchability just comes. And it it's it's not so much a horror movie anymore. It's like. It's something that you can just, it's popcorn yeah. now, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. let's yeah. put that on because it just want to, you know. Yeah. That out. movie
2: had a really great marketing campaign uh, at, like, horror conventions and festivals. Because I remember hearing about that movie for yeah. years before it even came out. And one of the cool things they did for The Cabin in the Woods was they had a lot of posters that were made that all had different, like, horror rules, Like, you know, don't go outside to investigate or don't check out that strange noise or, you know, just themes that are playing on different uh, horror tropes, which are fantastic. And, you know, to to circle back to another movie brought up earlier that had great marketing, uh, which is, in my opinion, never going to be matched in regards to the way that they structured it was the Blair Witch Project, because you, you you had this whole thing going on where everyone bought into the mythos of that movie.
1: But that was the first viral marketing campaign ever. No one had ever done a viral thing (laughs) before because it didn't exist before Blair Watch. Right, and
2: it stays with you. And, you know, take or leave the movie, because I know people on both sides of the fence, but it, like, magnified the effect of that movie tenfold (laughs) because you were actually buying into it.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, I remember when they—they, you... uh, they, th- it was like a few weeks after because they were still in the dark. They weren't letting anyone know that they were alive mm-hmm. or dead. But then they were at the MTV Awards and they—they they were like giving an award out yeah. to someone, and that's how I knew that they weren't dead
2: because I was like, "I'm un- I'm not right. sure, it, man. I don't." It know. was exactly it, the same thing with Cannibal Holocaust.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That's. And it's still one of those. It, that, that movie is like. I refuse to watch it because of what mm-hmm. they did yeah, to animals I, in that movie. We've talked and, about but it. like. <laughs> I'm not a fan. The, the whole, like, to gone and seen that movie back when it came out. And then they like, did they just murder these motherfuckers, like, See, live on camera? And, like, they kind of sold it mm-hmm. off as that. You go, man, that might have been, like, an intense fucking experience, right? And that's why that movie, I think, has left the lasting. But I don't understand the, the people theme. that are like
1: obsessed with that movie. Cause like uh, my story of seeing that, we thought we were seeing Zombie Apocalypse and then it was Cannibal or oh, yeah, whatever apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, people are like, oh yeah, they kill actual monkeys and turtles and blah. And I'm like, oh, why? What? And then we watch it and people are like, yeah. About, I'm like,
2: what? It's the more, fuck, man? Like, yeah.
1: you're getting off on it's it. It's more like, shock value ooh, than man. anything.
2: Um, but yeah. people are like, this is it's... like my
1: 60th time seeing this and stuff. I'm like, oh, you're
2: fucked. Yeah, man. it. it I, I guess the best way to put it is there are certain movies within the genre that people kind of wear as like a badge of honor. I think it's something sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cannibal Holocaust is one. Um, a Serbian film definitely comes to mind is another one that's very <laughs> yes. shock value. Right. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that one. That that's. No, it comes up that's, on lists. All that's the time, a movie sure. that definitely one those, stays yeah. with you, especially with the ending of, of that movie. But that that was another yeah. one. And, you know, it's it, it's typically these movies that are that's, banned in like 30, whatever countries, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: but I Spit on Your Grave was banned right. forever, too. And that was a pretty tame movie.
0: Germany, if now, now it's, you go, where you get your attention is when it gets banned in Germany and Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the two that, like, I think that get, like, auto banned. Uh, like or uh, like picked up and it's another one like I think the another movie that like that's kind of like that but probably not I think Serbian film is like the one that's over the last yeah. decade or so you're pretty right like I still have never seen it because it's I don't know where the fuck you find it I I mean I could get. This guy next to me to to hook me up at some point if I want to go out of my way and watch it but I think uh, Martyrs is like that too yeah. like Martyrs is another movie I've never seen and it's, it gets put, mm-hmm. brought up on list but it's like one of those uh,
2: you won't he well, we have it on our list to, of...
1: to review right so it's yeah we're gonna that, watch that's it. another movie <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, that is that's going to say with you a lot because you know a lot of people looked back at the torture aspects of that movie and they're just like it's 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 too much.
1: Okay, maybe yeah. we won't watch it. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's uh, that's one of those movies, man. I, I like I I don't mind if you have like I still remember going to mm-hmm. see Saw in the theaters with my friends and like like I had a friend who couldn't handle like the self-harm okay. stuff that's in the first Go back and watch the first Saw. The first Saw is pretty fucking mild. I think I've said it a bunch of times on here, but it's that that uh there are like kind of like the, the song and the foot and the the, the But
1: couple the sound effects are really movie. good and they cut yeah. away with yeah, the, I, I sh- the, ah, the Yeah, I think the the saw stuff, thing
2: right? that gets me the most out of just that entire franchise was definitely the giant mound of needles. I yep. mean, yep. I'm not yep. a fan yep. of needles, yep. but just the idea of yep. that scene in itself just petrifies yep. me. Yep. You know, any any sort of like trauma, <laughs> like I I love Gi- giallo's and like Italian horror, but all of the eye trauma I yeah. cannot do. Yeah. <laughs> like I can. Cannot... <laughs> <Ugh>, it's
1: rough. <laughs> yeah, that like dude zombie that... where he's pulling the. Uh, it's like uh, every every door <laughs> Dead,
0: Dead Space Two at the end of it, where the 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 uh, eye scene is one of the most like when I wa- played that for the first time, I'm like. Oh, oh because you're like literally guiding a needle directly yeah. into your like eye and it's just like it's horrifying <laughs> it's, the eye stuff it's there's a couple of things man like not much gets me in horror but like i don't like eye stuff i really don't like when they start like pulling fingernails off and shit like that like it's yeah that hostile kind of fucks goes me there little... for sure like the yeah.
1: achilles tendon cut like it yeah it's just <laughs>
0: it's 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 funny though man like i was i was saying that I was josh and i talked about uh um the the hairdresser mm-hmm. the stylist yeah and that movie had me covering my eyes just for <laughs> okay. cringe values but yeah. it wasn't even like because the character is so, that character is the I, I i think i said what we talked about it was like the it's like steve carell goes on a murder spree from the office whatever his name is on the office goes on a on a murder spree almost because he's like the she's like the most awkward human being <laughs> you'll ever meet in a movie so, so would like you kinda like kind of like paint so. it
2: in the same corner as something like one hour photo with Robin Williams. Okay.
0: Kind of yeah, kind of, but like no, he was more
2: socially
1: awkward. Okay. Like she was I don't know cuz she's like good looking. So she's a, more approachable, right? Mm. Whereas a guy it's, it's just, and is yeah. socially awkward is like it I don't know. It, it's more expected. Yeah. It's
0: more expected. It's that movie was like there is a good Two thirds, like third of it, at least two thirds of it, where just the ki-
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's just the cringiest thing, and it's not like no, not you're just like, like... bad for the movie. It's just like oh my god, but they were doing that. They're like bringing you through the like, it was yeah. almost like treacherous. How yeah. much? Yeah,
0: it's funny, man. We're going <laughs> off with everything, and it's just who it's, cares,
1: man? Hey, hey, well, we've, yeah, we've covered I don't Constable. care. I... The, but this is the same thing. I think I like this movie again more so than other movies. Is The runtime is like, it's that palatable hour and a half, just a little bit over, mm. and like, it's just a bite sized movie because of the indie factor and all yeah. that. If, if they tried to stretch it out to two hours, you don't need to do that. Like, we're to, uh, mm. talking zombie movies, there's going to be uh, the Zack Schneider. Action zombie movie coming out like next week or the week after. It's over two hours yeah. again because he doesn't know how to yeah. make a movie less than two hours, but it's going to be <laughs> yeah. entertaining as hell, I bet. But still,
0: I like Army those the more bite sized movies. Is that, movies.
2: Is
1: that
0: yeah, that's Army, Army, the Army of the
2: Dead. Dead. Yeah, Army of the Dead. I, and I have my own yeah. feelings about Zack Snyder. It's- He's. He has a terrible track record for me personally. I'm still going to watch it, but my expectations yeah. are super fucking low. But what what I love about Pawnee Pool hey. at its core, you know, when we talk about subgenres, there are always that one or two movies that are kind of always the ones that stick out enough where it's the only one that we can really think about. Like, for for yeah. zombie movies, for me, it's Pawnee Pool. Uh, for, like, the vampire subgenre, yeah. I think the one... Uh, that really stood out to me the most was Only Lovers Left Alive, just because I I'm I love the way that they use music in that movie compared to everything yeah. else within the genre, and it was just more mellow and there was a certain like romance to that movie, and th- you know when you have like a smaller crew, you know th- it is it is very yeah. intimate because you know you're spending all of that time with just a few select characters rather than having to throw like twenty eight people yeah. across the screen, which you don't really get to see in this movie until you know. Closer towards the end of it. Uh, But even to that point, it doesn't even get that crazy. Yeah.
1: I I forget how much of a bubble I actually do live in, like, being in Canada. Like, we do have a lot of talented filmmakers here, but I'm, like, I just... These are the normal movies Mm -hmm. that are put in front of me because I'm here in Canada. It's really cool to hear, like, you guys in America, like, getting to... How you got to see these movies and why as well, because it, it t- to me it's just the norm right but for you guys yeah. you gotta kind of go out of your way
0: it it's the yeah it's it's harder here it really is then because we get that big budget you know yeah american produced thing and it's i, I think it's changing a little bit like i mean again we talk about it parasite mm-hmm. parasite winning Ugh. best picture i feel like it's, it's i such never a never thought i would, would see more.
2: <laughs> actually get that <laughs> you know yeah
0: it's it's man. We we talked about uh, memories mm-hmm. of murder, and we've talked. We're, we'll probably end up at some point talking about hosts because host or the host is such oh. a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, Um jaws. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's jaw. It's like Korean jaws, and it's it's all that stuff that's like for some seen reason the, that.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm I'm just gonna cut you off <laughs> <up> again.
0: <laughs> no, no, you're good, dude. It's it's. And that's why, like, I, I think uh, I talked – to tell you before, I want to do another Japanese movie next week because Japanese movies are such a – they're a – I think even, like, South Korean movies are so good that we've mm-hmm. been watching, right? But, like, I feel like Japanese movies have that – have a way, like – Campy? It, the vibe is different than – yeah, It campy is a good word for it. Like, it, it has that – they just embrace over the top yeah. way more than America does or even, like – as a whole like like every japanese movie
1: that i've seen that's the only word i can describe because like the overabundance of Mm -hmm. blood but they all do it so it's like that's just what they know but it's the campiness it's that power rangers-esque thing that just like it doesn't matter this is so entertaining like i love it i i would love to see like some like super underground like ones that aren't on lists that you had to be in japan and be a local to know about you know yeah like that's yeah. what i want to try and mm-hmm. find
0: it's you could go go you just go dive into takashi <laughs> Mike and just do everything takashi Mike is done i told him, I've been t- i've been telling people lately about the opening of of just one of uh mm-hmm. ichi the killer and how how it is the most insane opening of a movie I've ever seen with the 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 title coming out with cum. <laughs> the titles of the movies come spelled out and come, um, but like uh, you talk that's you shock talked about value for sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tokyo Gore Police is so one of the most bonkers movies, and I I'm actually kind of impressed how much credit that movie has been getting, and like 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 for
1: me it was oh, just the shit. metal like the metal title mm-hmm. it had like i'm into metal yeah. music and stuff so i was like tokyo gore police that sounds like the most metal movie ever i have to see it yeah. i don't it doesn't that, matter who it, made it where it's from or whatever that's just how yeah. i look at anything but the, it, it's the so cover cool. is very <laughs> metal too. Yeah. Right? the cover is
0: super metal it is and dude it's like it's that's the kind of stuff that you just go man it's like one of my favorite movies of all time is uh mm-hmm. let the right one in and let the right one In is yeah. one of those movies that like i still think it's like doesn't get enough credit for being what it is and it's like a it's we know we had matt reeves who is a super talented director doing uh the the let me in remake with an awesome cast but it's like it's the same thing with like the american the, version the
1: it didn't the have the s- love the heart that the the first one had like it felt yeah. like a whitewashed was... movie again you know even though the fir- even though the first one is you know i'm just saying like the american
2: yeah.
1: remake vessel mm-hmm. it's like we can make money off of this because it was a really good movie it's like no d- stop doing that
2: old boy happens time and time again it happened with wreck uh with quarantine oh yeah yeah old boy yeah. definitely yeah. comes to mind too that was another abomination uh you know there were, there was a you know silent house like
1: quarantine but wreck is well, i mean
2: wreck is that franchise in itself goes to some wonky ass places um like the third one especially yeah. was honestly probably my favorite out of the bunch yeah. just because the whole idea of like the whole fucking bridal chainsaw wielded in it's like yeah, oh it's my whip, god i'm in yeah, yeah yeah it's
0: you know it's funny we I, I keep talking about chainsaw things and chainsaw things in cinema in horror <laughs> it always make me happy because like i i still think mandy mm-hmm. in the chainsaw fight yes. is one of my favorite things ever uh just mandy man, is just, so
1: metal and they knew how metal they were and they're just that's a movie embracing like no 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 we keech. are metal. Look at this axe. It is the most metal thing. Oh my god! I was just yeah. like,
2: yeah. Have you have you guys <laughs> yeah. watched Deathgasm? Yes.
1: No. I got it in a I horror block. That that's
2: that's that's a that's, that's another movie. one in that in the, kind of like, that subgenre. uh but but to get back to Josh's point about um like Canadian horror and like how it gets to us. Um, I know, like for me personally, more times than not, I'm reading about it online, or I've seen a movie from yep. the director, and I just follow the director's filmography. Yes. Um, like for me personally, like I'm a huge fan of the Saska Twins. Like I, I meet up with them a yep, lot at yep. the uh, at the conventions out here. Um, actually, I have nice. like their Black Widow run, like right by me. Um, but like I, you know, I blind watch dead hooker in a truck. I got hooked because they starred and wrote and directed that one. And then I just have watched every film of theirs since that point. Um, You're exactly
1: like me. That's, that's how I find so many amazing or just really terrible Mm -hmm. movies. You're like, but how could you have made this? Because you made all my other favorite (laughs) movies. Why? Yeah, But I still watched Mm it. Yeah. It's, I mean, we were talking
0: about it in like, the, the, when we mm-hmm. did Versus last week, uh, the following, I, I followed that guy. Like, once I saw Versus, I was start watching his other stuff and then hit Midnight Meat Train, oh. which I still think is one of my favorite, underrated, like, like cool movies. I, I just, it's off of Clive mm-hmm. Barker, and Clive Barker has that, like, that BDSM horror, like, vibe thing that he always does. It's just, it is, it's so cool to me, like, compared to most, like, I don't feel I always feel like Clyde Barker is very uh he's like very different from Mm -hmm. like Stephen King, say, right? Like Stephen King kinda goes all over the place with what he does with horror. Like it's always like, you know, he can do supernatural. He could do like he can do like retellings. Like nineteen twenty four is like a or nineteen whatever the fuck that movie's called is, is very like it reminds me of like a Telltale Heart, but with like a Stephen King edge to it. But Clive Barker always seems kind of stays very consistent to the, like the dark of humanity and what that is. And I've always like that movie just like, I think is dope because of that, because it's speaking of song, Stephen that King director.
1: I, I also loved how the mist too. <laughs> no one else did like, that's like it's on the list of the worst endings ever. And I was just like, what's wrong with that? It's terrible, dude, but I loved it. dude.
0: <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because like my wife and I have watched that and it's like, that's not the ending. Of that movie isn't what she says. She's like, I don't, I don't want to watch that again. It's the fucking the Bible bumping woman that's in that movie yeah, that is that drives that drives my my wife like insane. She's like, no, fuck that lady. <laughs> I don't want to watch that again. And so like that's one of those things. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I I just think that like that like in embracing the wide world of horror and just seeing cool stuff from all around the world. You can just see kind of mm-hmm. crazy shit from all over the place. Like, like Troll Hunter. Troll, Have you seen Troll Hunter? Troll Hunter, Hunter? Hunter yeah, like, I think it's is Norwegian.
2: a great folklore tale.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's like, it's, it's not something that's like, it's not as like scary. Like we talked about Love and Monsters mm-hmm. on here one episode, like last year. And that's like, it's not a scary movie, but it's that got like, an monsters and, it, what did it for for special effects?
1: Uh, something like that, or maybe it was uh, sound effects or something. But yeah, it did end yeah. up winning an Oscar, which I was quite surprised yeah. it was even nominated. But that's sweet. That horror. Yeah, I, I want to see more horror in awards. Like the the year that Hereditary came out, and that she yeah. didn't even get fucking nominated. I was like, fuck award shows. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, just because yeah. you can't palate a movie that heavy. Like, she knocked everyone out of the fuck. Yeah. Like, no one can. Oh, fuck that. I was, I'm still pissed <laughs> she, off about that.
0: It's funny, though. She got nominated for Sixth Sense. I, I heard uh, Brian and Andy on uh, Dead in Santa Carla call her the mother of horror. And you go, man, it's kind of, like, accurate because she was the mom in Sixth Sense, her hereditary. And there's another big one she did. Uh, she was the mom in uh, the Fright Night remake. Right. So, like, she's done a lot of those, like, the bigger horror movies the last 20 years and, like, been the mom of it. And it's, like, that's pretty cool, man. Hereditary, I still feel like, is one of those movies that, like, you lost – you lost the straight edge people as soon as that, that, that head popped off that, but that the telephone way,
1: pole. <laughs> but the way they showed the reaction of the son and kept it on him until the next day, like that's what stays with and, and yeah. has the lasting impact of that scene. Because if they just showed yeah, the head come off and that was it and they cut and didn't show the after effects and then the mom, oh, but then you don't yep. see perfect. Like that was perfection. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, that guy, that that director can like th- how he handles like trauma, is that opening of 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 uh midsummer, of midsummer is one of the most metal scenes yeah. I've ever and just just so hard. But then the same like...
1: with uh, Ari from uh or the witch too, right? Like with the baby yeah. killing scene and stuff, like that's yeah. metal as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean.
0: The, the the lighthouse is one of the most metal movies. Ever. That movie is so bonkers, apeshit crazy that it's. That's like, a comedy. That's not a horror movie. <laughs> it's got horror elements. Though. It's, <laughs> man, we've gone all. Over the place. Yeah, it's, it's. Man, that's why I love like talking about like horror with you people like you, Tony. It's like it's it's cool to see like how. What you're embracing and what you find. like, you pointing out shit like that is just it's cool because it's like I'm always down to go. Oh yeah, that's really mm-hmm. fucking dope. You know, it's like it's the, it's why I love yeah. Shutter. I feel like Shutter has been such a good curator of like weird, like a, a combination of weird and and like. Yeah, and it's glo- it's global world. reach like, it too.
1: Like things. they they have movies from all but over, but it's also yeah. made other movies that didn't have accessibility accessible. Mm-hmm. Enough, like right? Fade like, to Black. Like no fade audience, to Black is one audience. that,
2: if you haven't watched it, really underrated eighty slasher. Um, the, I, I know uh, yeah. this month they have Skull the Mask debut in, which is a Brazilian slasher movie that I saw at uh, Chattanooga uh, Film Festival. And that one is uh, absolute bloodbath. So, like, if you're a fan of, like, yeah. Carnage Candy, definitely check that one out. Um the, the, yeah, Carnage Candy, the, I The, like the that. mythos behind The Mask in itself kind of lost me a little bit, but it's it's still a, a good enough movie to check out specifically for the gore aspects.
0: Yeah. what is? They have a really good uh, Australian uh, slasher on there, and I can't think of the fucking name of it offhand, where it was, like, it they had the Beauty and the Beast, and, like, they put these cameras on people and they're watching them like they put cameras in their eyeballs and the movie is fucking dope though. I can't think of the name of it. I'll hang out. See, and, this is what uh, I
1: love most about podcasts. Like if I if I listen to a podcast, what I wanna get out of it most is what I need to see mm-hmm. next. Cause like
2: yeah.
1: this is like an open flowing conversation about just our over love for horror and how yeah. one thing reminds us of another or this or that and like that's that's what i love to leave any 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 show with it's like what should we watch next Not what are we watching next uh is it up to me no it's up to you we know what we're watching this time but like what's a, what's a good recommendation mm-hmm. like in lieu of pontypool
0: yeah okay it was called the Furies. it's on
1: um, that was on shutter <laughs>
0: shudder yeah 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 that's i was trying to think of the name of it but that's australian and kind of a really unique take on sh- australia has some uh, sh- uh uh horror movies we're gonna have to wolf talk freak. about uh the the, the oh, yeah, yeah wolf, yeah, freak, wolf Creek the, the uh what the fuck is it with the girl
2: who wants to take the kid to prom the loved one. Oh, oh no, my god and, the loved one yeah yes. the loved one is like my <laughs> people under the stairs slasher i fucking love that movie
0: yeah, drill? it's drill <laughs> dude. Yeah, that drill is that 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 movie goes to some fucking dark places. And you go, how is this coming out of, out of Australia? Because Australia has weird, weird like restrictions, like mm-hmm. with movies, right? Really? Um, with. Yeah, they I mean, the gore is a weird thing in Australia. That's why I talk about games being banned there and movies being they get banned there. Like the first two places games, violent video games get banned are Germany and Australia. Weird. Yeah, and so it's – I mean, Germany, it's the whole, like, hey, guys, we don't want to encourage some of those bad habits that happened a couple of times in the last century. But, like, I don't – Australia, it's, like, I don't, like – you're, like, oh, we're a bunch of maniacs who were, like, uh, prisoners who got moved here from England. We can't get our people riled up too much, I guess. <laughs> All right, so
2: if you're looking for a movie, I would consider to be, like, a good companion piece to Pontypool, uh, which is also – Filmed in Canada. I mean, a, a lot of movies are. Um, but it's another one that was within a subgenre that deals with isolation a lot. Uh, that was released, I want to say, in 2014. That is very reminiscent of The thing. which is another thing that people should know about. And it's called Black Mountain Side. This is another movie that has kind of flown under the radar for years. That is definitely worth checking out because it kind of deals with... You know, just that isolation feeling. It kind of has like this archaeologist type uh, un- uncovering about like this infection that's spread in in the land and everything, and how it affects people. It's cool. it's another one of those I've movies that, that really stays with you, and it's one that I it's another one I would never hear anyone talking about. But
0: yeah, I've never even I've never even heard of it. Like the concept looks cool. It it's funny, man. Like. We talked and we haven't talked about it, like, but we, Josh and I talked about it and we probably brought it up on the podcast. Uh, The Lodge. Did you see the Lodge? I've
2: had it on my watch list. I haven't watched it yet. I'm pretty sure it's still streaming on Hulu.
0: Yeah, that's one of those movies, man, where it's that same thing where it's isolation, just driving you.
1: So terrible leaving the theater after watching that because that was another one that was at (laughs) Cuff and. I just remembered, yeah. like the credits are going, and I'm just like, oh, I just, I feel like, uh. ugh. <laughs> like, you feel dirty yeah. after
0: watching it. You're, like, you're like, you're like, for sure. You're like, the ending of that movie is just, it hits, it like, it puts your balls on a tee and like fucking <laughs> hits, like it has Jose Canseco on steroids come up and hit him into the next county. That's how it just, it's, it's brutal, man. It's one of those movies, where you're just like, it's like the ending of The Mist, but it doesn't feel like. Like I don't know man, it just it feels way dirtier kind of like it's just like I gotta uh... say
1: uh because uh McHaddy, Stephen McHaddy, uh this movie came out last year and I loved it. And it was made by uh written and directed by this guy, Brandon. Who's from Calgary and went to like the high school down the street from me, and he's my age, and I'm like, how do I not know this guy can make these this amazing movies? But go see uh, Zed. I'll say Zed because I'm Canadian, but you'll probably say Z. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> have you uh, have you uh, picked up uh, Slacks yet? I have. Tarotona.
2: We've uh, I've seen it a couple times actually already. Yeah, it's hilarious. Did the, you like the, it? the dialogue?
1: Is so perfect. I I think yeah. the
2: part where I really lost it, and it, I lost it in a good way, was during a whole Bollywood dance sequence with the pair of jeans. <laughs> I was like, you know, like they keep yeah. they keep going back to this. Surely it's gonna play yeah. in later, and sure enough, they they did that. But it was just on yeah. really on the yeah. nose. You know, the characters were exactly what you would expect them to be working for such like a high end like retail store.
0: Yeah. a new
1: type of zombie right like a slave to the it's so stupid but like the the materialistic fucking things and like the the hierarchy of the the world and it's like oh you can't afford this pant then you are fucking scum it's like (laughs) shut the hell up
0: i'm i'm looking at this uh this black uh mountainside it uh the guy looks like the guy from i don't think he is but the guy from uh was it called After Midnight? What's that movie? The Have you seen that one?
2: I've not. No, I've
0: After I've mid- definitely
2: seen the uh, the poster of it, all over the place.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very oh, yeah. very. I've
1: seen that poster everywhere too. I, I do have that. That was on my list uh, actually when we first started like yeah. going like, oh, what should we watch next? This was on my list for one mm-hmm. to watch. So yeah, that's we have it to was... watch if we want.
0: I, I've seen it. I, I would watch it again for sure. It's very weird, but it's 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 like got that southern, mm-hmm. rocky, like not even vo- like bluesy, weirdy vibe that's kind of unique. Oh, and it's the, got the Brie Grant out. in it. Yeah. That movie's dope as fuck, man. Um, she was dude, just in it, a movie
1: <laughs> or directed a movie that we just watched. Uh, the Stylist. She was in The Stylist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The stylus is so good. It was weird, man, and it was, but it was, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was so good, man. We have gone all over the place, and I love it. <laughs> also, also, Totem. I, I always just want to, I just want to bring this up because everything else we were talking mm-hmm. about isolation and weird movies. For, you've seen yep. Frozen, right? Not, uh, not I let know, it go, I, but Frozen.
2: <laughs> I mean, knowing what we're on, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I, I always laugh because that, I think that still is one of those movies that like. Every time you hear horror stories about someone accidentally running that instead of mm-hmm. other frozen and like putting that in, where he gets
1: stuck on the chairlift. Yeah, that's good. Shit. Yeah,
0: it's, it's, uh, it's, what do you call him? It's, uh, the guy, uh, the brother of the dude from Sean Ashmore's brother, or I don't know if it's actually Sean Ashmore, the guy from the, uh, the X Men movies is in that, right? right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck, man. <laughs> I can sit there and bullshit about this for another whatever, but it's, uh, you have to have, your it's his bedtime time.
2: bedtime. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not kind of a bedtime.
0: It's nine thirty here, but like, yeah, it's uh, no, I, I just have to be like, what are we going to ask? I don't know. We could, we well, uh, Brie whatever, Grant and... real quick.
2: Oh. If you guys haven't seen lucky, that is another movie that is very hard to categorize. It's also on Shutter. That
1: mm, that's that was on my list. It's kind of well. like um, it's...
2: it's a repeat movie, kind of like um, shit, like Happy, Happy Death, Death Day, Day, yeah. Which I yeah. they're doing another.
0: Yeah, they're doing a uh, a, a time. Tra- they they're ca- doing like ca- a, a time travel t- slasher back movie. the Future meets <laughs> Scream. Yeah,
1: it's like the yeah the, Groundhog mm-hmm. Day.
0: did you see did you see i did you
2: know like that was one that i kind of went in not knowing what it would really be like obviously i knew what the idea was but like my concern was more in regards to how was vince vaughn going to be in in that type of role and he blew me away and and the the kills in that movie really caught me off guard too because i wasn't expecting the level that we got from it because it it, it it was so
1: overly polished like expensive-looking pop, you know, movie. <laughs> and then the, the gore was over the top and really gory. So I, I just... It it had it's... both things done really well. So, yeah, it was a high-five movie.
0: Dude, Vince Vaughn will, like... I mean, that dude, he started off doing drama and then started doing comedy after that. But, like, go watch... Uh, what Was it Cell Block 24? Oh, I the the that. I
1: heard he's pretty gnarly in that. Dude,
0: that movie has a head crushing in it that breaks any head crushing i've seen in any movie which is saying a lot because i've watched a lot of like weird horror movies (laughs) man he's that shit it gets hard fucking core it's it's one of those movies where it's like it's cool watching it but you're like none of this is happy none of this is happy none of this is happy it's just like you just you like want to get in a blanket and like feel better about like the all the bad things happening in it um yeah it's Vince Vince Vaughn is that he's the best part of that movie. Like I, I feel like the the girl that he replaced, like that was playing the slasher for the most of the movie, is like she was good, but Vince Vaughn yeah. just steals it. He that was on another level. Like, he's just so good. It was just like he was acting circles around everyone, and even though he was like you know, he wasn't like you know going like oh i'm better than you but it was just he did such a good
1: job with that movie i think he was having fun as well so that might have been i mean he was also
2: acting longer than everyone in that movie had been alive too (laughs) yeah yeah
0: oh yeah the the main character is brie grant has been doing a lot of this stuff lately that's another movie that that i've been wanting to watch that 12 hour Mm -hmm. shift
1: yes um yeah but she's like writing and directing a lot of these ones as well so like she
0: was the girlfriend on uh on uh, dexter who had like the most horrifying send off of a character. I think on any I television show, are you excited? It's, it's so coming like, back
1: like a redemption I round never, is essentially. Cause the end was the fucking worst ending. ever. I never lumberjack. I got whee! half.
0: I think I made it halfway through the Tom Hanks jr. Uh, the Colin Hanks senior season and which was the second to last season and never
1: finished it. So I'm, dude, I was I, obsessed with that show. That was like one of the shows that I don't know. Like, that that put show what Showtime on the map because Showtime, it, yeah. they didn't have anything and then they had fucking Dexter, which was like a huge hit. So I'm excited, but at the same time it's like it better be good because you fucked up and your audience is gonna just ditch out well, really quick if that's, it's uh, not That's yeah. the Zack
2: Snyder effect. It's what it is. Yep. Yeah. Same day with Game Dude, of Thrones it's... coming back, Dude, you know, it's like <laughs>
1: I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hands up. Exactly. It's like, uh, I don't know."
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's the thing Game of Thrones, man. I will I read all those books back in like 2011 and I finished them up, but like this motherfucker is never finishing mm-hmm. this book. <laughs> like he had written himself into so many circles and I'm like, "Never going to happen. Nope. Nope. This is fucked." And then like as we saw the like he, he was like, "Um, yeah, it's good enough." Danny does this shit and then john and then yeah okay there you go and then he's like there's there's no that that man that man writes about feasts like like uh like hunter s thompson wrote about drugs <laughs> i mean that motherfucker goes on for pages about like fucking feasts like and then the chicken's golden it's like shut the fuck up fat ass okay tell tell us about the story oh, he was man. hungry okay that motherfucker's hungry a lot because those books are big and there's a lot of fucking feasts talking all of them, man. That's all why all the, the cool
1: things happen at feasts. Yeah,
0: oh, dude the the red wedding is still yeah,
1: still awesome.
0: Oh, oh, I still. You ever watch? Do you guys ever go watch like the reaction videos after that happened of people like recording other people when like when that was happening and they're just like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like I, I imagine what my face looked like when the mist was happening at the end, where I'm like,
2: what? or it's really any just freeze frame from the eighty slashers, like yeah. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, it's except yeah. it doesn't have the garbled yeah. audio oh, at the end. <laughs>
1: Well, the end of the Sleepaway yeah. Camp ends with the whole audience's face, and then it turns green, and you know, it's just a yeah. freeze frame of everyone's face. Ah!
0: It's sleep- that that movie is like the it, it tiny pee pee. I did I did a uh, I did a podcast last week about or uh, like whatever about uh, horror sequels, and someone brought up the other two mm-hmm. two and three, and I'm like. I, just, I watched one and I was like this I I see how it left the effect on me but as a slasher that movie is like it's okay it, but like the ending of that movie is what left that you know mark on horror is like is so that is so iconic I'd seen that cover which is that picture but like not the dick hanging out right <laughs> but um um uh way before I ever even seen that movie and it's it's one of those things it's like again it's that horror th- we're talking about cover we've talked about artwork and horror and that like that camp. Sleepaway Camp and that image are, like, one those two images that just, you know, they stick with,
1: like, I think, make an impression on the horror audience, I just, right? I remember saying this one time. It's like, Sleepaway Camp 2, who the fuck would ever want to go back to that Sleepaway Camp? <laughs> well,
0: they, they, isn't that – I mean, that's the that's the running the running joke with the first four <laughs> Friday the 13th movies, right? They're, like, they're just like, man – a couple counselors got hit, killed here, but if we move the camp like seven feet down the beach, we'll be fine and we well, can I make mean, money to, again. To be fair, and then, like, you know,
2: let, uh, let's be real there. The logic is, okay- So where are we going to take this? Okay, then we're going to take it to space. And then even then, you can't can't escape it. So, like, where the (laughs) fuck can you go? Oh,
1: some (laughs) of the best death scenes ever are in space, though. Like, the freezing Uh, of the face and then... You know, people shit on Jason X Uh, all
2: the time. But, yeah, the liquid nitrogen face smash is honestly one of my favorite kills in that whole franchise. 100%,
0: 100%, man. That... That movie is so much better, or more, so much more entertaining than Jason Goes to Hell. Jason Goes to Hell is the shittiest shit show of shit shows in that. I still, I still think I probably, yeah, that shit is the shittiest of shit shows. Jason and then X F-
1: embraces itself though; it knows what it is, and it's having yeah. fun with it. And the mask is so dumb, and just, you know, like it doesn't yeah. matter. They were having fun, and it is a stupid you mean, when fun you- movie.
0: When you t- you strap a Jason mask onto a testicle <laughs> and, and and film it, I mean, what do you? What? Okay, tell me his head doesn't look like a testicle with a Jason mask who's uh, strapped onto it. Come on, man! It's just like bulging out. It's even worse at the beginning of Jason Goes to Hell, right? Like the like the the three seconds uh, uh, he's in Kane mm-hmm. Hodder's in that movie is like with that shitty fucking costume. is just like, what do you put like like? you get hemorrhoids all over your head. And then that's why Jason's killing everyone because he's, he's mad that he's got hemorrhoids on his head. So dude, by the way, speaking of Jason and all this, I can't stop listening to ice nine kills and, and thank God it's Friday. It's, I I don't, if you do either one of you guys know, Ice Nine kills. No. So they're a metal band. Someone called them my chemical slipknot, but like, which makes me laugh, but they, uh, they have a whole album where every song on it's, uh, uh, like dedicated to a horror movie. Nice. So, like, they have Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, like The Crow. They even have a Crow song, a Jaw song, the, but the album's mm. dope. So, if you like Metal East stuff, so it's kind of cool. So, oh, fuck, man. Guys, there's so much, but oh, one more thing. One of the things that we talked about and we loved a lot on this podcast was, uh, did you have you watched The Dark and the Wicked yet? Okay,
2: I have. Um,. <laughs> I was not a fan of that one, to be honest. I was not in off were, in that one, and it, I watch a ton of indie horror movies, and even I was, I was struggling.
0: Yeah, it's it's always funny what like like certain people get lost on with horror movies. Like it's like, the, we both <laughs> enjoyed that one a lot, and it was like it was like very very like that thing gets dark as fuck. Like I it's, love, uh,
1: I think there's not enough good witch movies like there's a lot of like yeah. possession movies like the conjuring and that type of stuff but like this was more like witchy possession right. stuff and i i yeah. feel like that isn't done well enough often Dude, enough
0: i i still think lords of salem is fucking completely underrated for, i like, hated what zombie... that movie
1: but i fucking but i don't know man like i rob zombie has lost me like almost completely. Now. I,
0: <laughs> I think I actually think that that's one of his better movies that gets mm-hmm. no credit. And I thought that that the scene of her walking through the kitchen or past the kitchen and the fucking thing in the corner of that weird, like the uh, uh, the back corner of the kitchen was th- is creepy as fuck. What was the last creepy movie as- where he
1: brought back the characters from the dead? Uh, three from. Yeah. Death. Fuck him for even making <laughs> that stupid fucking movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that movie did not need you. You those are his biggest every...
1: characters, like they're icons now in the horror world. And yeah. you gave them that, like, fuck. I mean, man, that was
0: God. that was like how That was like Halloween Five Bad Bubbles <laughs> of like a normal person taking a thousand rounds of shotgun shells in their face. House of a and Thousand then, like... Corpses
1: is so good, and Devil's Rejects yeah. I thought was amazing, and it's like yeah. uh, it's it's this weird movie that like every girl I've ever met. That doesn't even watch horror movies. They all love that movie randomly. It doesn't make sense, but it, yeah, it's just yeah. Like one of those like weird movies.
0: Oh, no, none, nothing he's ever done is as bad as Halloween 2. So yeah, that, but the so.
1: I love the blood in that movie. He his dark Dude. blood and the sound effects in that movie are some of the like those are the only two things that I took out that were Dude. good from that movie.
0: I always say the cold opener of that movie is one of the most metal openers of a movie, yeah, but then of a he's, horror movie he, Then ever. he started making
1: and a Zombie movie, and it <laughs> wasn't <laughs> Halloween anymore. I was like, dude, you're... Uh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, man. Well, Totem, thanks for coming on, man. It was a blast. I, It's always really a good time to have, uh, and I'm glad because, like, you and I have interacted off and on over the last couple years since mm-hmm. we were meeting, so it's it's been... Uh, Good to like re have you come in and well, like, yeah, I mean, back this sometime. was the first podcast we've done r- together <laughs> to be honest. What yeah, the fuck? I know, I know. Well, it's because I i was doing Hearthstone for a yeah, while, yeah. You stopped and, that, and then I like, started, <laughs> yeah, and then I stopped, yeah. And, and then, then I started so, yeah, horror, so, uh, and then you uh, came in after,
2: <laughs> and now we're like, our, yeah, our timelines are our is... little backwards here, and then yeah. You know, finally, we're just at that point, yeah. I
0: know. Yeah, it's, and I'm like, damn, I, I'm definitely glad we do, because one, you, I think you helped, I mean, you helped a little bit. You helped guide, the, uh, it,
1: for sure. It, like The ADHD, motherfucker. <laughs> <like you, laughs> I feel like you stepped in when we were doing the ADHD stumble, and you're like, okay, I'm going to take this and put it back on the train tracks a little bit, <laughs> and then, like, I I really enjoyed having you on there.
0: It was Dank Thomas the, uh, the yep, tank exactly.
2: engine the... yeah. I'm always always happy to hop so, on hey, whenever do... you guys need to guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tell everybody, dude, where they can find you on the internet. It's like I, I think uh, like I'll keep for, it. I'll keep like, it short yeah. and simple.
2: Uh, you can mostly find me on Twitter at totally uh, I do podcasts about basically Overwatch and Hearthstone primarily. Um, whether or not I get back into horror podcasts, and I don't know, I've been kind of like throwing out ideas. It's just a matter of if I do solo content or you know whatever. Uh, but you know, every Tuesday we're doing double features on cast. Uh, I'll link you guys like our room URL uh, with that, and that yeah. usually starts at like seven thirty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and we usually do a double feature. Uh, we've been doing like the Creep Show new season. Doing like you know, an episode each week, uh, but that's wrapped up, so we're back to doing full feature movies. And usually, each week we try to stick to a theme whether it's like genre specific, director, actors, you know, things like that. Nice,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's another cool thing. Like, it's I, I like, I think that especially over the last year and a half, a little over a year now, since COVID, I think I've seen a lot more mm-hmm. Discord communities doing you know, movie nights, and it's just it's it's where it's kept people like me sane because you have that community around you because I'm a social person I mean I don't ever shut the fuck up <laughs> and you guys know that and uh it's just having having that and it so that's a cool thing that you're driving people to have that community around you and just have that like that that cool thing you're like Joe Bob, but like it sounds it sounds like you've been doing it longer than Joe Bob way longer than joe Bob Joe so.
2: Bob's awesome,
0: uh but yeah.
2: I do, dude, I've
0: never actually watched his show. I need to watch it. It's a, going seems, on,
2: it's, you know, start, right now. Well, not like right this second, but yeah. like they do it's, have a season. going on. Yeah,
0: I the pro, I end up playing magic on Friday nights and it just when it's live and just I play magic mm-hmm. with friends on uh, uh, over the interwebs. So. Yeah, so go follow him and uh to, I'll put, I'll link his Twitter in the show's description here, nice. so um Josh and I can be found on murdermoose.com. Uh we uh have our Discord, which is like Discord.me slash murder moose, I think is what it Do is. Do we use it? It's that? on the I mean totem's in there now. We I don't mean use the it all link the much, link but works. So that's all in. you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's on our it's on our Twitter, which is now officially a Murder Moose Pod on Twitter. Nice. Um we're still labeled as Nightmare on Murder Moose Lane. Hell After yeah. the whole fuck those did, guys. Did you hear about? <laughs> did you hear about
2: this whole uh, Nightmare the Fangoria the uh, stuff? There? There's right. been different. Okay, well, there's been no, different no. things going on with Fangoria no. as a whole, and you know, podcasts. So, okay, no, this is
0: new. This is the Nightmare and Film Street uh, uh, people. Decided to hop in the 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 DMs of a couple small podcasts that had Nightmare oh, on okay. as their names, and told them told them they they needed to change their names because they were uh, they were watering down their brands, and so uh, everyone on our, our podcast network changed their names uh, on Twitter to Nightmare on something, and then just to shit on <laughs> them fuck because it, they love were it so much. It's fuck, so pumped. It's, yeah, so. <laughs> it's a droplet.
2: Like there's not like a huge ripple effect. So that that argument. Doesn't hold up. Yeah.
0: It's the whole thing where it's like, so you ripped off Nightmare on Elm Street, and so you think no one else can rip off the name on Nightmare on mm-hmm. Elm Street? Uh, That's not how that works. Fuck you. That's an
1: elitist fucking <laughs> bullshit yep. piece of yeah. Yep. It pisses me off yep. so much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. yep. So, yep. com. I'm Rod underscore Johnson on Twitter and everywhere else, basically. Josh is Josh WRB. So, yeah. Oh, so next week we're talking... I said it, we're gonna do One Cut of the Dead, which is a Japanese low-budget zombie movie, um, but like it's a zombie mm-hmm. comedy, and so I've never seen it. Um, but it's one of those movies that's gotten a lot of. It's also been on a lot of lists lately, right? It's been very. It's another really low-budget movie, um, so it should be interesting. Josh, Josh was very impressed mm-hmm. with versus being like ten thousand dollars and I'm like. I
1: love. Yeah, it's m- like. <laughs> That's the complete opposite of what you expect right. to see with a budget movie like that they had ideas that were 10 times bigger or as big as like big budget movies and they yeah. accomplished it all and i was so fucking impressed I,
0: I i still think that movie reminds me a lot like if if like little kids were making a movie like, <laughs> but like they had like they knew what they were doing you know it's like that kind of feeling is yes. what that movie kind of 100%. reminds me of. So Tom, thanks so much, man. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, I'll tag you out when it comes. The episode comes.
2: Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So thanks for having um, me.
0: Okay, guys, thanks <gasps> for coming, man. It was a blast. It was a really good time. So yeah, buddy. Until next week, one cut of the dead. Um, have a good one, everyone, and bye. Bye. <laughs>